Looking to take you and your real estate business to the next level? You're in the right place. Laying foundations for real estate success? This is the No Fluff, No BS podcast about real estate for real estate agents and other industry professionals looking to up their game. Unfiltered short form sales meetings, interviews with agents from every walk of life, and ramble sessions about everything real estate. Welcome to a new mindset. You are listening to Reraw. And now, introducing your host, James Hoff. Good morning, good morning, happy Monday. Hope you're coming off of a fantastic sales weekend filled with open houses, new listings. Properties going into escrow, new buyers, all that good fun stuff that can come from just one weekend in real estate. Uh, You guys, it's Monday morning. It means it's time to take a quick moment to check in on your past week. Look at your strengths and weaknesses. What could you do better? Where did you suck? Anything that you were just awful at, you need to figure out if it was awful because you got distracted and you just didn't do it, or if it was awful because it's just not your forte and there's something you know that you can do better, that you can be more productive at with your time. Remember, double down, triple down, quadruple down on your strengths. Let's drop off the stuff that's just not working for you, and uh, let's focus on the th- the few things that you can be great at. Instead of being, you know, the jack of all trades and the master of none, pick two or three things, maybe four at the most, that you are just passionate about, you're excited about, and that you can just crush it, and then focus on those things. If you're not comfortable door knocking. Dude, when people answer the door, they're going to feel that and they're not going to be comfortable around you either. So it's just like when you're, it's like that sixth sense, you know, so just whatever, just make sure that you're focusing on the things that you're comfortable and good at. And if you're not comfortable with anything, then pick the lesser of all evils and pick the things that you're most comfortable with. Because the reality is, is this business requires a little bit of discomfort and that's just, that's just real estate for you. So anyway, there's your little encouragement. Make sure that you uh, just get your game face on. I love Mondays because every Monday is a new beginning. Mondays in so many occupations are, oh boy, it's Monday. This is terrible. Well, guess what? Every day in real estate is Monday and every day you have an opportunity for a new beginning. So get your mindset right. Let's start this day off the right way. Let's start this week off the right way. Get you on track and let's play hard. All right, we got a fun topic today. Today we're going to talk about uh, your ego and how it's getting in the way of your business and also getting in the way of your client uh, and their success. So before we talk about that, I just want to let you know that uh, today's episode is actually sponsored by yours truly. If you uh, haven't tuned in for the last week or two, you may not know, but Reraw, that's right folks, Reraw has launched our very first product. So we are in the process, I'm in the process on my side of finalizing a couple things, but you've got early access to a pre-launch opportunity on our very first lead generation course. And this isn't just a lead generation course about a little bit of everything. This is every single thing that you've got to know about the way that I personally, for my own real estate business, do lead generation. Uh, The direct mail campaign that I do is my most successful lead gen tool of all time. It trumps open houses. It even trumps having my own listings and stuff on the market. So I I leverage all the other things as well. But I've had so many people ask James, what is the best way that you lead generate? Well, direct mail is it. And this is everything you need to know soup to nuts. So go to reraw.com forward slash tools 
with an S, reraw.com forward slash T-O-O-L-S. And there's a couple things there. Number one, you can get a copy of the best prospecting letter I've ever sent out with my handwritten notes, plus like the all the secrets, the what goes where and why. You go to reraw.com forward slash tools. It's free plus shipping. So you're going to get that. You pay just a couple bucks for shipping so that I'm not like, you know, losing my shirt over here. But uh, you're going to get that. You cover the shipping cost because I'm going to send it in the mail. I want you to see and feel the power of what it's like to receive something pretty in the mail nowadays because I feel like most people just don't get that anymore. And then uh, you also have the opportunity to get my best expired letter if you decide to take advantage of that uh, that upgrade opportunity with the digital download. And then uh, for from there, you'll be taken to another page, and that next page is where you can pre-register for the best lead generation course that talks everything about direct mail campaigns. It's stuff that you guys aren't even thinking about, and I'm not talking just like the how to write the letters and, uh, oh, do you send postcards or direct mail? No, it's all direct mail stuff, but it's going to show you how to actually get the contact information so you know where to send the places. We're going to talk about the predictive analytics. We're going to talk about how you can kind of hack your own systems, how you can backdoor stuff that you have access to, and you can uh, have unlimited leads that you can always be sending letters to. It doesn't cost you a dime to find those leads. So instead of selling leads to you and being reliant on everybody else to get you those leads, you can now finally have the ability, if you haven't already figured out how, you'll have the ability to generate your own leads. And uh, and we're going to shift your perspective on that. So reraw.com forward slash tools. Check it out. Today's topic, let's jump in. Today's topic is all about putting down your ego. You guys, I'm going to share a quick one with you that I recently read. This could just as easily be a ramble session, but I'm turning it into a sales meeting because ego so often stands in our way. And I think it's something we need to Ah, take a deep breath and learn from together. I was reading a post recently uh, about somebody who was really, really irate, like legitimately irate. And they may not have come off that way in the post, but I could tell by their, their undertones in there that they were definitely angry on the other side of this post. And it was talking all about having a listing with an agent that calls them up and says, hey, uh, I would really appreciate it if you could show my buyer your listing. I'm unable to get there. I've got my own open house this weekend. My schedule's booked for a week. Whatever it may be, there's there was a reason that this agent couldn't get there. Now, the listing agent says, hey, you're being lazy. Go F yourself. I am not showing the house to your client. That's your client. I'll only do it if there's a referral fee. You know, you're a bad agent. You're terrible at business. Guys, I want you to think about something for a minute, Okay. When you sign that listing contract, okay, you have generated a, a, a relationship. You've created an opportunity. You're generating business, right? You're generating the opportunity to sell a house. When you when you sign that listing agreement, you have a responsibility to protect your client's best interest. Even if there's another agent out there being lazy, you still got to protect your client's best interest. It doesn't mean that you've got to do everybody else's job for free, but I'm going to tell you something. There is not one time that I have refused to show one of my own listings to another agent's client, okay, unless that agent has called me like five times on the same listing and I'm showing all of their clients, uh, and and I have to put my foot down and say, hey, man, like, is there a time that we can maybe, like, 
I don't know, like maybe we could figure this out. Like I'll make sure that the seller doesn't review offers until after your client gets in. Like I'll kind of work with them, right? But if they're repeat offenders on the same listing and it just seems like they're sitting on a couch in a vacation home in Hawaii and I'm just doing all their work every single time, might be a different story. But guys, for the most part, and, and really even then I should just open the damn door. But like for the most part, you guys, the reality here is, is you've got to protect your client's best interest. And if there's a buyer that wants to see that house, even if you're not going to get paid for showing that buyer, you are going to get paid for showing that buyer if that buyer purchases the house and it sells because now you helped sell the house by opening the door and making it available to another buyer who needed to see it. So I just want you to like, I, guys, it's so easy to just let our brains get in our way right? It's so easy to sit there and get pissed off because agents are being lazy. But you getting pissed off and not being able to set your ego aside for a few minutes to unlock a door for another agent who admittedly is being lazy, or maybe they have a real problem and they actually can't show and it's none of your freaking business what their personal problem is because they don't need to tell you that their mother passed or that they're having a medical issue or whatever it is, right? Like the reality is, is think about what's best for your client. What if the buyer that you're not opening the door for is the one buyer that's going to purchase the house right now and today's the only only day they can see it and you won't open the door and you know you have the time but out of principle right out of principle I'm going to teach that agent a lesson I'm not opening that door to hell with them guys put your ego aside for a minute and remember who you represent it's so easy to sit there and get frustrated because we know that the barrier to entry in real estate is fairly low uh, I actually think it's even lower than fairly low but we'll we'll argue about that another day the barrier to entry in real estate is super low and you're not most of the time going to be working with a professional. So it's up to you to raise your own standards and, and be a reflection of the agent that you wish everybody was because those good practices, those positive practices are going to come off and show. And that, that buyer who has the agent who's too quote unquote lazy to open the door and show the house is now not going to look all that great, are they? Because all of a sudden you're being the one who's amazing and whatever, right? So you just, it makes you look better and maybe you end up being the one that that buyer refers out to their family and friends because they just as a necessary evil are using the agent they have. Now, some of you are gonna go, oh, procuring cause and now I, I showed the buyer so I get a commission. Guys, seriously, just put it down for a minute. You represent the seller, right? So just open the door and try to get that freaking house sold. And if it means you got to do it for another agent, then just think of a time that maybe you're down and out and you hope that somebody would be kind enough to do that for you. And maybe you're not even being lazy, right? But the reality is we all have different little nuances. Some are better than others. Sometimes we got a legit excuse. Sometimes we're just being lazy and we're having a day, right? But your responsibility is to get that ego pack it up in that case and, and lock it and then throw it in the ocean and let it sink to the bottom because you are there to represent your seller, right? Another one I want to tell you about, we've got, uh, let's see, let me, let me look at my notes here. Another one I got is listing agent receives communication from a buyer's agent who's going to be writing an offer on behalf of their client. Buyer's agent hits up listing agent says, hey, could you please show me the comps that you utilized to, uh, to come up with your list price? And listing agent flips the bird, says to hell with you, do your own effing work, you lazy piece of garbage, and that's that. Guys, first and foremost, there's nothing wrong with showing comps to another agent 
oh, well, they can do their own homework and they can do their own job. Yeah, they should. Listen, if you have a listing, if you're a listing agent, you probably pulled comps. And if you didn't pull comps to figure out and help your client determine a list price, then shame on you. You didn't do your job already. But most likely you pulled comps. 99.99999% of the time you should have pulled them. Most of the time, those comps are going to support that list price. If they don't and you ended up taking the high list price, there's still no shame in showing a few comps and then telling the other side, hey, here's the comps that we uh, utilized. And the other agent comes back and says, wow, these look pretty low or these look a little under what we expect. And you say, yeah, well, based on the uh, condition of the home, based on the upgrades, based on the location, based on the market conditions, based on the low inventory, like these are things that we believe help justify why it is worth more than the uh, comparables that you're seeing, you know, whatever. And, and the other thing is, guys, is sometimes that agent will call you up and say, hey, I'm actually struggling to find some of the comps and I, I very well may have overlooked it. You guys ever had an appraisal like that? Yes. Where like the, you, you show up with like your, your 300 comps that support your price and the, and the appraiser is like, nah, I don't need anything. And you go, hey, just really quick, did you see that one comp on uh, Main Street? And the appraiser goes, oh, geez, thank you, actually. I didn't see that. Yeah, well it's good that you had them, right? So sometimes the buyer's agent isn't being lazy. Sometimes they're actually looking for information. Maybe they're not phrasing their question right. Maybe they're not asking because they, they're kind of like, like I said, they're not using the right words to articulate what, why they're asking you for help. And maybe they are being lazy, but who really cares? First of all, if you've got a buyer's agent, let me just, I, I am rambling a little bit, but this is important for the sales meeting. If you've got a buyer's agent that's asking for comps, what a great opportunity for you to be like, bam, look at that. Yeah, this is exactly why you better come in at at least full asking, if not more. Now you've literally shown them like, yeah, this is what we came up with. You're a fool if you don't if you don't come in at full ask, period, right? Or you get the agent that says, hey, I'm kind of struggling right now. Like, I feel like I missed something. What did you guys What did you guys use to comp this out? Maybe the other agent didn't go far enough back. Maybe the other agent doesn't know the nuances of the neighborhood. Maybe they're trying to, you know, use the wrong property type in an adjacent neighborhood to comp a house that in an area, you know, they're using stuff that's not relevant. Like this is your opportunity to reel them back in and say, "Hey, yeah, let me help you out. Did you see this one and that one? Oh, you missed that? Jesus, I'm so glad that you called. Like, thanks so much. I'm glad I was able to throw that in throw that at you and and uh, yeah, kind of in your face, <laughs> throw it at you and just kind of, you know, put you off in the right way. Guys, your ego is affecting your business. Your ego is affecting your business because you think you deserve business. Your ego could be affecting your business because you feel entitled to the business. Your ego could be affecting your your ability to sell homes or help your buyers buy homes because you've got this chip on your shoulder and you've got to be the big you know what in the room. Guys, this industry is a big measuring contest for some unknown reason, but it doesn't need to be. So set your ego aside and think about what you do and why and like what's best, right? Uh, I'm going to share another story. I have um, I have several agents on my team and I had an agent recently go through an experience where uh, we're getting very bad communication from the listing side. Agent on my team was representing a buyer and loan officer was getting huffy um, and and my agent was getting frustrated and their frustrations were really, you could tell, like I was sitting behind the scenes looking at the communications going, oh man, I don't want to step on anybody's toes, but I, I might need to make some behind the scenes phone calls. So I ended up calling the lender, ended up calling my agent. We did a little conference call and I said, hey, 
listen, if the communication that you're putting out is not A, solving a problem, or B, moving the transaction forward, then that communication doesn't need to take place. If your communication with another agent is to put a jab out there that makes you feel good about you and puts them down in the meantime because you think they suck, then you need to reel it back in and relax for a minute. Too many times we spend time, energy, emotion, attention, time that we should be prospecting, time that we should be helping other clients. Too often we spend our time trying to figure out who to blame instead of spending time focusing on like, what can solve the problem. And then after the transaction closes, you can circle back with your vendors or other agents or look in the mirror and say, gosh, why did XYZ happen? Where could I be better? Oh, there was a gap in communication. Was that me? Was that someone else? It wasn't me. Does that someone else want feedback? No, they don't. Great. Well, I know where I stand on it. Guys, the egos have to be put aside to deliver the type of service that your clients deserve. It's not happening enough and it needs to start happening. These deals are not yours. They belong to your buyer and seller. They belong to your client. You are a facilitator. So often we feel like, oh, we're masters at negotiation. Now you're a consultant. You can guide them on the best way to negotiate, but even the negotiation belongs to the buyer and the seller in the transaction. You are there to facilitate that negotiation and to help advise and consult so that your client can put themselves in the best poised position to win in the negotiation, right? You're the you're the message carrier. You deliver that. But if your message, if your communication, if your frustration is not if it's not guiding the the transaction in the right direction, then just bite your tongue. There are definitely times you guys where I have gotten really verbally aggressive with another agent and it did cut that cord and like push us to the next step because nice wasn't working and being kind of like a gentle nudge wasn't working. So I had to get really aggressive and getting aggressive did move us past and got us to the next level because I just called them on their bullshit and said, hey, cut the crap. I know what you're doing. Let's play ball, move forward. But you've got to make sure that you're not just, you know, giving someone a jab and that kind of like smug, you know, that little give them that little chicken wing to like, you know, nudge them in the rib cage and stuff and, and piss them off. No, if the communication you have is not moving you forward, then it's moving you backwards. And the stuff that moves you backwards doesn't need to happen. So I want you to think about your ego. I want you to put yourself in check. I want you to just take a minute and take that deep breath. Send the email to yourself. You know, leave yourself the voicemail. Guys, it's so much easier said than done. But I'm telling you right now, if we can put our egos aside and start, remember this line, because I use this in my business. What makes you different than another agent? Simple. I protect my client's best interest before my own. And I feel like when I do that, everybody has the best opportunity to win in the end. Protect your client's best interest first and everybody can win. You guys, 20 minutes or less on Mondays. That's all the time we have. Please go and visit rerod.com forward slash tools. Check out the best direct mail prospecting you've ever seen. Pre-register for the course I got coming up. I love you guys. Remember, real agents work. Be one of them. Get your ass out there. Put your head down and play hard. I love you guys. Have a great week and we'll see you soon.